definitely discuss healing. We discuss uh, aspects of psychology. Um, we discuss like you know you becoming the best you. Mm-hmm. Mental wellness for sure. Femininity, parenthood, dating, definitely as dating single parents. Um, and it's from a lens of two psychologists, you know. Yeah. So, um, but also two two people who grew mm-hmm. up. Like with both parents, mm-hmm. married parents, and then like you all know that Chloe and I are the youngest of our crews, like her yeah. siblings and my siblings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's from that looking, perspective. Yeah, looking at that. life through that lens. Yeah. So you're gonna get a whole lot of things from us, mm-hmm. from us being women, mm-hmm. going through life as parents, and all of these awesome attributes. But yeah, yes, womanology, the study of women, the study of women. <laughs> All right, welcome back to everybody. Oh, I don't even know. I'm, I don't even listen to Max music. I'm fucking up, man. Now, um, let's get let's get right into it. You have been watching, Stacy. Uh, you said Silver Spoons. Yeah. I want you to you know, give it for our young listeners or anyone else that does not know about Silver Spoons. Let's go. So, Silver Spoons is a show that came out in the very early 80s about a young boy. His name is Ricky. Um, and he goes to live with his dad, who is like this millionaire um, toy maker, right? Um, one of the most amazing things about his dad's house was that they had a train, a little bitty train. It was like it wasn't large size, but it was a train, the train track and everything that ran throughout the house, went, went outside, went throughout the house and everything. And as a kid, that was the shit. It was like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that we could have put a train in this house for me to get from room to room or to get from outside to inside and y'all was hating on me and wouldn't let me have it? So extremely awesome that that was there. Um, and it's also <laughs> one, one of the career starts for Alfonso Rivera, right? So, and I say That's one of Like <laughs> most people, you're going to remember him from that, but uh, like, and if you're, if you hadn't seen it, you he was on a Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And on the very first episode with Alfonso on there, and his name on the show is Alfonso. Let me put that out there. His name on the show is Alfonso. Um, <laughs> but he mentions that like he's a great dancer and how he had met Michael Jackson one day and everything. And they were, you know, and moon, he, Michael taught him how to moonwalk, et cetera, et cetera. And then on that episode, they actually have a, Mike, a Michael Jackson lookalike come in and they dance together. But it was just interesting to see that. And Hold one on, big uh, thing is, that, Stacey. So did they say that was supposed to be Michael Jackson, the other person? No, it wasn't. It was, it was supposed to be Michael Jackson, but it really was an impersonator. And they find out it's an impersonator during the episode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's like, like essentially, like when, when again, me watching this, and I haven't seen it since it was on. And so when it, Michael Jackson, I'm like, wait, is that Michael Jackson? Like Michael Jackson doing TV? And I'm like, and then it's like, okay, what's well, an impersonator? And I'm like, well, maybe it's an impersonator, and it, we're really supposed to believe that it is Michael Jackson. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's the plan, you know, because shows do that sometimes. But no, it was it. You find out pretty quickly that is not Michael at all. Uh, but it's the it shows one how much Michael Jackson impacted TV and the world in general, and the and I'm going to say the zeitgeist, and I'm going to use that word a little bit later on when I say the zeitgeist, but because there was so much like just as I'm watching the show, everybody's breaking. Everybody like Ricky is is moonwalking. Everybody's doing the moonwalk. It's, he's such a big deal. And the episode that I just watched has Whitney Houston on it. Mm. Really, young yeah. Whitney, young Whitney, yeah. Whitney, Whitney. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, there ain't no impersonation either. It's Whitney. It's absolutely. She's on the whole episode. So this like, she was dating um, Alfonso's uncle on the show. Who played the uncle? Is anybody we would this know? Dude, so when you see him, you're going to be like, I know this dude. Okay. But you can't remember where you, don't you know see him with anything, right? Um, but the actor who plays, he, the his name on the show is Dexter Stuffin. And um, but he passed away in 1990. Ah, uh, uh, so he been gone, <laughs> right? But it's like, but when you see him, you're going to say, yeah. oh, is, is that the uncle that ran the company with uh, uh, Ricky's dad? Yeah, so he's the business manager, right? Okay, I remember that, right? Right, 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 like right. he's the business manager. Um, so he, but, so he plays, so Whitney played herself or another character? Whitney plays herself, she plays Whitney Houston. Oh. And they, and they dated for like seven days. Like that was, I literally just finished watching the episode. Um, but it was, like I said, just to, it's always fun to watch stuff from the 80s because you're like, man, that is just even some of the outfits or things that they say or the music that's playing. But again, everybody, like it's that origin of really understanding like, yeah, hip hop's been around for 50 years, but early on it was creeping into are into media and it's like the whole oh it's a fad well here we are 50 years later 50 years later <laughs> 50 years later and oh it's breakdancing it's not hip-hop okay well you don't know anything i remember they added on mr rogers they had so breakdancing. that dude that played on amen he played on amen too Tony, when you see his face you're gonna be like nah, yeah, that's like, like that's unk like I, I saw him, but you, but you, like you said, you see him, but you're like, I don't remember where I saw him. Man, because he's been dead for so long. Damn, he passed right. of AIDS. Yep, yep. Damn. He's a Juilliard trained actor. Because I kept, I wanted to look him up because of his accent. So he's. Oh, he would have been popping now. He would have been popping. Yeah, like he, uh, like I said, Juilliard trained. He has, um, he's from Saint Vincent. Oh, um, yeah. And apparently, I think they said that he's at this point. They think he's like the first and only graduate of Juilliard that's from Saint Vincent or whatever. But yeah, I'm truly enjoying watching Silver Spoons and reliving a piece of my childhood. Like, absolutely, am enjoying it. Like I said, so, hip hop, hippity hop. So what season are you on in Silver Spoons now? Uh, I just started season four, and they changed the theme song, or they changed the beat of the theme song, like the, the tempo. And I wish that I could complain to somebody about it because it's, like, <laughs> you know, the way that I got that version of the uh, power, a power up out of here. <laughs> I wish. I still ain't I, heard the T, the uh, Trey songs first. <laughs> right, like we just know it may have shown up, but they got that shit up out yeah, of it's here. It's gone next week. <laughs> and I want to do that. I wish that I there's somebody that I could talk to about this and be like, hey, I know that this show has been off the air for 30 years, but on season four, can y'all just play the original theme song and not? <laughs> there's got to be somebody that I can write. Oh, damn. I, I, I mean, that, that's that's crazy. I didn't even realize that that dude, Dexter Mustafa's character, um, Franklin Seals. I, I like literally forgot all about him. Like I just thought he maybe was just got a gambling habit or something, and we didn't. Like, so, as soon as you see his picture, you're like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, <laughs> I've seen this dude before somewhere doing something. I just don't know what it was, and that was it. So this is I people I go down rabbit holes all the time with stuff. Yeah. So um, who knows what I'm going to end up watching next? The only reason I'm actually on watching Silver Spoons is because. 
just flipping through it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Silver Spoon's on there? Boom. That's what I'm watching next. Why not? Ain't no shit else. Wow. Watch Amen. <laughs> That's on the list of things. I'm like, am I ready for Thelma Fry? <laughs> am I ready for Thelma? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, she was annoying. She was, she was a look. She was, and sometimes it is that like there's a show like, oh, I want to revisit this, but you remember, I don't know if I got the strength for that one character. For that one character, I don't know if I'm ready for Delma Fry. So if I ever decide that I am, she was ridiculous though, if I remember correctly. Just she was a lot. <laughs> she was. Like, I, I did, that one episode I remember vividly is the episode where. She, like the 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 with the uh what what's what's the 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 real light skinned woman that was a mother in a whole bunch of movies where uh she thinks uh uh, <coughs> uh the pastor is gonna marry her and she tells her in a dream that she's gonna like she's a psychic I remember, I remember that marry her and but it was for a commercial that they were shooting or yeah. she came in and like came down like the scaffolding from like the church on like the little thing that's a part of the <laughs> I think for me, well, one, like I said, Thelma Five was annoying, but she was, I'm not gonna say she was man. She was sparkle too. She was the uh she was the main, she was the main sister in Sparkle, the woman yeah. I'm talking about. I know exactly, sparkle. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she was the Thelma was the sparkle, not the new one, y'all. The she was a black, she was oh, she was an only child, the, the girl that was still living at home with her daddy and hoping to get married. And the reality is, in, in this day and age, you would think, oh, this is probably a 40-something-year-old woman. The reality is, Thelma's probably 23 years old. And, like, or in her 20s. She was and, in her 20s. She was in right, her 20s. definitely in her 20s, right? And, but, you know, all her friends are married, and she just hasn't been married off yet. She doesn't have a man, so it becomes this whole thing. But any show, any show or movie where there's just this woman who is just fawning all over some man who hella does not want her bothers me. Like right. I'm looking at you, Monique and the Parkers. Yep. Uh, hey, Professor. <laughs> like, man, it's okay to file sexual harassment charges against these women. <laughs> like, please do, because they're not gonna stop. Like, seriously. Oh, you know, well, you oh, you should just you should be flattered. No, absolutely not. Ain't no way for all these seasons you finna sit and harass me, like all these years. Like, no, we not we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Yeah, amen on it. I mean. And, and really, he does like uh, Deacon Fry in that show does what some women do with their sons. He did that to her as a daughter. Where it's like basically she was a de facto wife for him at the crib, like how some women do that with their sons, where he's a de facto husband. Mm -hmm. He did the same mm -hmm. exact thing to her. Like she's a, I'm gonna say she's a victim, but I mean, but he literally did that. He's like, no, you ain't going nowhere. Remember, remember, they was engaged. And she had to live with him. Remember that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. She was engaged to the pastor and she lived with her dad. Well, and I think, but I think that's just a church thing. There's a girl that I know who was engaged to be married. She was still living at home with her parents. <clears throat> like she is still living at home with her parents. She did not move out of her parents' house until, until after married. the wedding. Wow. Damn. Damn. Like she had never like she had you know lived with her parents. She went away to school. She came back home. She was living at home. She met her husband until they got married. She did not move out of that house. Wow! Did she even, did she even crash over at his crib a few times? I knowing <laughs> her, um, I don't. I feel like she didn't. Like you know, now some people you'd be like, now nah, I know she was sneaking on over there. Right. This girl <laughs> in particular 
I don't think so. I think that this was like, look, this I'm staying over here. Ain't, we ain't doing no shacking. Mm. Ain't no spending the nights. No shacking. Right. Like, but it wasn't right. one even on that. It was just the fact that he was like, yo, I need somebody to cook and clean up in here. It, it wasn't even a religious reason. Right. Because, like, what was her mother? I'm guessing she was dead. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I can't remember. remember. He was young. Yeah. He was oh. a widower. Yeah. Or a widow. What a word. What a word. And she was still living there. So essentially, you know, and I, and I get that that's there's that the parent child relationship where one parent is gone and now like and now she has become the woman of the house. Mm-hmm. But dad is allowing her to be that woman of the house. Right. Not just that, you know, um, OK, maybe you learn how to do some how to cook or maybe how to do some laundry, whatever. Like, but no, you are really running this house. Mm hmm. So with the exception of us sharing a bed, you the you the the, the woman of this house. Woman of the house. And she was hating on him too. Remember the little the little uh anger, the little maid that was trying to give him some. That's, that's, that's what happens. I mean, the toxic relationships happen because now everybody's so codependent on the other one, nobody can move on. Because <laughs> yeah. he didn't have no girlfriend on that show. No, nope. like nah. Like he like there were women that he went out with. But nobody came back home. Yeah. I remember one of the episodes, the Pointed Sisters. We try to get it one of the Pointed Sisters. I remember that. <laughs> oh my, and why? Because of the codependency. <laughs> That's down. Mission deaths, man. We have to give a rest in peace to Iris Grimstead of 702. Mm. And it was so crazy. Our last episode, we talked about Missy and Beat Me 911. How much how dope that song was. Like, yep, and and 702 being on there makes it extra dope. I love that hook. I mean, I love the the bridge with them on yep. there. The and, video, everything. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I you know what's so funny is I like I have unsung oh, on 702 has beef probably with Michael Bivens. I'm assuming. So, <laughs> so we'll, 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 this is a previous conversation before we came on, y'all, that we will route back to in a minute. Like, we'll come back to it. We're gonna come back to this stuff. <laughs> um, so I've been meaning to watch the 702 un um unsung unsung, right? And every time that I pull like even pull up my YouTube, it keeps trying to tell me watch this. And and it's so weird that now I'm like, damn, I should have watched That's it. Watch, if you watch, watch that, it. you'll see why Michael B- they got beef with Michael Bibb. So, but <laughs> and then I started thinking about 702 because I, I, I always will, you know, just randomly say, I'm like, yeah, 702 was cool. 702 used to be four light skinned girls, and all of a sudden it wasn't no more. And it was it, three. So yeah, so it was four light skinned girls, right? So you had the twins. That's Irish and Orish, mm-hmm. and then Lamisha, and so the, the their sisters. And then there was a girl, Amelia. Well, nope, Amelia. Amelia was oh, with them right. when they did the same thing we played. Right? So Ooh. then Amelia leaves and gets replaced. Well, Amelia leaves and Orish leave. They get replaced with Tiffany and Camila, right? Yep. Then uh, Mike Bivens or whatever ends up turning them into 702. Like Sinbad actually discovered them. Yep. Oh. Um, and then they end up uh, meeting Mike Bivens and everything, change the name to 702. So six months before CeeLo comes out, Tiffany leaves. All of a sudden, and then next thing you know, so CeeLo's out, it's just a three. So hold on. Is she singing on CeeLo? Who? Camila? Yeah, so who's singing on it? No, I Tiffany's singing on CeeLo, like background. Tiffany's not, yeah, Tiffany's not on there. 
Okay. So it is, no, Tiffany. I when Stilo comes out, Stilo is Irish, Lamisha, and Camila. Then Camila leaves and gets replaced by some girl named Cree, right? And they do a song for the Pootie Tang soundtrack. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> then Cree leaves, Camila comes back. And so the group of 702 that we know now, two light-skinned girls and a dark-skinned girl. So dark-skinned girl is Camila. And then the other two girls are Lamisha and Irish and those and their sisters. Um, and then, so that's that's the 702 that we know and love. So, they, all, so, they broke up in, a, like allegedly in 2006, they broke up. In 2008, Orish, one of the original members, Irish's twin, passes away from kidney failure. And then on September the 16th, this past weekend, Irish, the other twin, passes away from um, what they're saying is what they're is saying Graves disease, but she had already um, been on medical leave from the group. Yeah, we saw a performance year, earlier right? this year where it was just two of them. Yeah, so she was so they had already announced that she was on leave, and then um, then she passed away. So, um, like I said, prayers up to Lamisha because you have lost both of your sisters. Yeah. And while there has been a gap of time in between, still. It's still your two your sisters. Right. I didn't know all them members had changed like that. I didn't yeah. know I found out, out like today that. I just I was thought doing the twins just came along. <laughs> right. It's, not, it's like, well, one, my whole thing was, okay, let me go in. Like I said, because I remember, like I said, Orish was in the group. And when did Orish leave? So just was trying to remember that. And that's what we call call up. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Back to the, yeah, this, the, the games, the little games yeah. we play. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, like I said, they were all there. Like I said, they used to be their, their original name was Sweeter Than Sugar. <laughs> they was Destiny's Child before Destiny's Child. They were Sweeter Than Sugar. <laughs> and Mike Vivian said, nah, we ain't doing that shit. And I'm, and I'm laughing when I thought of, when I saw that. I'm like, Sweeter Than Sugar. I'm like, they're just trying to be the good girls. <laughs> That's exactly what they were. That's <laughs> all? We we want to be the small the, the girl the younger version of them. Right. Okay. Look, it was I, I, that's exactly what we gonna be. That's all I was thinking about. We all light skin girls. They all light skin girls. <laughs> we didn't sugar baby. That's us. And my business was like, nah. I had the biggest. I had the biggest crush on Irish. Like, yeah, I think, should I had a crush on Irish? I think everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> Your girl. Look, she's cute. She's pretty girl. Yeah. Yeah, and but you know who you know who dated her though, and it, and this person's in the goddamn unsung. Who? Fucking Ray J. Uh, I was gonna say Jason He's Weaver because I remember I remember Jason Weaver being in the uh, Stilo video when they playing basketball, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they in his uh, video for the uh, "Stay with Me" remix. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. Seven Hundred Two was in there with uh, Terrell Hicks and somebody else because they was all on Motown. Yep. Motown. They was all on Motown. But yes, Ray J was like her main dude for a minute. Mm. And Ray J's in it. Being interviewed. Ray J is linked to every fucking thing. He is, man. Dude, <laughs> seriously, man. No, Ray J for real has been outside. And then, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me just go back. You said Sinbad discovered him, and then he played Sinbad's son on his show. Yeah. God damn it. Ray uh, was it Willie Ray Norwood Jr.? <laughs> Stacy is disgusted, y'all. If you are not watching, <laughs> Stacy is disgusted. Ray J does it again, man. Ray J did it again. Soldier Boy was right. Soldier Boy told us that Ray J 
change the landscape for a lot of things had it not been for Ray J. You try not to listen to Soulja Boy anything that he talks about, but sometimes he be right, man. Sometimes he be right. <laughs> and Ben uh, Staples said the same thing about Ray J too. Ben Staples. Yeah. He a legend. <laughs> Remember when he used to be uh, just Brandy brothers? <laughs> now he he uh, now Brandy is Ray J's sister. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not prepared to refer to Ray J as a national treasure, um, but I recognize his part in a lot of things. Like if I had to do like a conspiracy theory board, and it'd be all these little uh, pieces of yarn. Ray J going Ray J's right there in the middle. Right there, they're getting out of a car. You got to do your diagram. All right, you see what's happening here? See, and then over here, but see, but the Ray J was there. Hold on, man. We didn't talk about two people we dated already just once on this podcast. Whitney Houston. I'm thinking about her funeral when he touched the casket. <laughs> yeah, Ray J. Ray J is everywhere, man. You can't hide from yeah, Ray J. 702. <laughs> That's just man. Just, I mean, it's it's like, it just it all it's all connected. It's all <laughs> Ray J probably has man. I don't. <laughs> well, it's interesting, but if you watch the 702 um unsung, and it may and I all this always made sense to me is that Orish, not Orish, um Lamisha was originally singer of 702. And I um there's I have to see our link. Somebody's got almost all the uh soul trains from 74 to like 2003, like on one playlist. Ah uh, damn. And you can literally it's like 600 like things you literally can go down like and it's got about decades. So you could be like I want to see what happened in 79 on April 15th. You can go mm -hmm. through. So I saw the 702 episode, not 702, it was the subway, but they didn't have all 702. It was just Lamisha performing with, with subway. Well, then you only need her because she is the one who sings. She's the singing. She's the one yeah. singing. And you got to think about it. She's a lead singer. You bring in uh, Mila and make her the lead singer. You, that was your group. And they talk about how much tension it was. And Mila was like, yo, it was mad tension because I'm in a group of two sisters. And that is probably, well, according to my, let me check my notes. And that <laughs> is probably why she left and got replaced by the girl Cree Lamore when they did the damn Pootie Tang soundtrack. And uh, Lamisha's and Lamisha singing the lead on that, on that Pootie Tang song. Yeah. Who, which one uh, got the baby with uh, Music Soul Child? That's Mila. Mila, okay. <clears throat> one that uh the dark skin sister okay <clears throat> yeah that's her but but and it was almost destined to fail to a certain extent like dude i'm joining a group with two other sisters like if tiffany would have stayed in the group then it kind of been offset you know what i'm saying but now when tiffany left it's like li literally me it's two versus one every time so it's like michelle joining destiny's child because yeah. although beyonce and kelly are not sisters they're, they're sisters yeah, but Michelle came with that other girl too, though. The other yeah. they just so got they, rid of her real quick. All of a sudden, but they yeah, got but, rid of her real well, quick. Well, was gone, baby. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't even get to do a show. <laughs> she did one video. Never made one video. <laughs> and then they didn't. They wasn't even the voices on the song. The nope. video they did. <laughs> that part. 
And what's so crazy is I didn't even know that they had broke up when that first came out. I didn't know who these other girls were singing them parts. I was yeah, like, I thought oh, okay. it was just some extra models or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was it was just like, some extra chicks in the video. <laughs> I was like, they had the show must go on. Maybe everybody else sick. They had to do it. Like, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, some of the two is one of those groups that you'd be like, man, if it would just went a little bit to the left, they're a what if group. Hmm? To me, they're oh. a what if group. So it's like they had some single, they had some great. Uh, I still love you, bang, like it still goes. Like it, that, I mean, that album right now, and it that, right, you can play that right now. That song still uh, goes. Stilo, that's Stilo. a. Uh, that album, that album, Star. Star was a good album. So that's yeah. on there. And um, there's a song they have on there called Places that I, that is on my slow oh, yeah. jam mix. Okay. And oh, it gets played. It's on Places, there. Places yeah. is lay shit. It is everything. And you're like, okay, man, I wish. It's not like I'm like, it's not like, oh, I, I just need them to make another album. But I wonder what they could have been. Yeah. Would they have been a Destiny Child? No. But um, when it comes to girl groups, they don't get to last a long time. Yeah, I put like them in total. <clears throat> do you? I, do you? Do you think? I think total is more successful than them. I feel, it feels like. Uh, well, yeah. Or is it just because the Diddy Association? I'm, yeah, I'm just saying Diddy's they was just on a bigger label. Because yeah. no matter what. <laughs> Total is going to be able to tour with Bad Boy. Period. Mm. If Diddy decides to do another Bad Boy reunion tour next year, Total is going to be there. 702 ain't. Like, if, if everybody, everybody was still alive, they still weren't. They do the BF10 All-Star. Right, everybody going to go to this East Coast family reunion. <laughs> ABC. Everybody on the way to this. Oh, speaking of ABC. Oh, no. Uh-oh. We're gonna switch away, man. Now I'm bringing segue. Michael. Let's segue. Now okay. here comes Michael Bivens. <laughs> Michael Bivens made a documentary about himself. He he absolutely like you know that he is heavily involved in it. Um, it let me say overall, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with the documentary at all. You hear about his beginnings um, with New Edition, Bobby Brown, like all, like everybody is, is on there. Johnny Gill keeps doing interviews with a guitar. And it's like, and then I'm, 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 mention, I'm mentioning this because he does the interview and he has a guitar in front of him. There's also, what the hell did we watch? Me and Sip watched something and Johnny Gill was there with the damn guitar. And I, I remember we just kept on saying, but is he going to play the guitar? And he just never played it. And it was like, well, why do you have the guitar then? So he's, he's holding the guitar? Why he's, he's holding, holding, he's holding uh, it as if uh, he might strum a few tones. What right? if he did and they just keep editing it out? That's possible. And if that is true, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> I wonder if he did. He was like, they gonna, they gonna, one of these shows gonna put my music out. They gonna play. I gotta remember what the hell the other thing was that we watched and Johnny Gill was like, we were laughing so hard because they kept on cutting to him and we're like, we're like, but well, why is he, why is he holding this guitar and he's not playing it? Why? It doesn't make any sense. I wonder if it was one of those DJ Cassidy things. It might have been. I'm one of those DJ Cassidy. Oh, pass the mic. Yeah, one of the pass the mic things. But either way, like I so, said, so Johnny's on there um, and all that. So Michael Bivens, like I said, he's telling his story about how, you know, going from a uh, new edition, the transition for them to decide to do BBD. And um, he's like how, you know, he just kind of 
they're kind of looking around like, okay, well, Ralph is Ralph is solo, Johnny is solo, Bobby been gone. What about us? Like, uh, Rick, Rick didn't believe in himself as a as a as a lead singer. He had sung lead on some stuff, but he just didn't have that that courage to do so. And he ended up getting that with BBD. And then he was like, me and uh, Ronnie, you know, we weren't like the best singers or whatever. And I'm like, hey, y'all. Sure. <laughs> and then also i think is as, as much as i talk about like ronnie don't sing i totally forgot there are things that he does have a lead on on it would, would be bbd i just didn't like you just don't trip off of it because i think you're not you're looking for him to sing a ballad but no, not any heartbreak any heartbreak he's got a verse on there yeah, like, yeah usually he's rapping or but i think what he's uh do me i think he sings do me hey yeah. good look at me and i'm like damn that is him so ryan devoe i'm sorry for saying that all your ass do is dance <laughs> you have done some verses i apologize um but the the documentary is fine what What's interesting to me is that no one had anything negative to say about him. And I'm not saying that everybody is full of shit or that everybody got some dirt or whatever, right? There are some genuine good people out there. I just feel like y'all didn't interview the people or y'all cut the interviews of people that had something a little weird to say or not oh, in a positive like, Man, he, he used to be tripping back in 95. <laughs> That's still my, that's my boy now. We got through it. You know what I'm saying? Like so. right, something. And then so he has so he so I mentioned ABC because they grown asses were on the they're on the documentary. But one thing you learn is that he Michael Bivens set up a fund for them. So they got some money while they were kids, but there was something that was set up for them after they turned 18. They would have some money that was sitting there waiting on. So kind of like like a little trust that he did for him them, and mm. I'm like, well, that's dope. And he, and then he said it was just the reality of he knew what it was like to be a teen, like be a kid, you know, star making money, and then you don't have any. So he yeah. wanted to make sure to put them in a in the right position. Now I don't know what the dollar amount was that was saved. I'm saying that don't know what the dollar amount was that was saved. However. It was available to them, right? So, and you know, you get your money, you do what you're gonna do with it. Yeah. But it was it was interesting to see Chris Mark Red, Dave and Rowe, um, niggas old as fuck looking, um, <laughs> and all of that. Um, yeah, and the and now a devil's advocate could say that he just put the money back in there before they was eighteen. <laughs> I've been saying like, <laughs> how old is Rowe? Oh, yeah. oh shit! Let me put this. I can't <laughs> prove anything. I'm just saying. But if I if that happened, that's funny as shit, and I totally believe that totally that it could happen. Um, it's the you got like, a timer on there for every one of them when they put it to eighteen. But I also I didn't I think I also had no idea all the things that Michael Vivens had done, right? So I knew that he like when we think of him in management, right? We we know about um about voice men right we that's the story that's in your head about that i didn't know um how long voice men had to sit before they were actually released yeah right? i think I, I did i didn't know that part of the story which makes me wonder like is there not a voice men story out there yeah well you know what so their their story is kind of interesting for their beginnings i mean even i guess at the end too with the one dude that got kicked kicked out the base dude uh, yeah. Mike. <laughs> Mike but there was five people no five, 
six people on Boys and Men originally. Yeah. One of the dudes is the dude that's on the song with uh, Beyonce on um, the Best Man soundtrack. That's one of the dudes. Okay. He also was in the group As Yet. As Mark, Yet, yeah. What's Mark that? Nelson. Mark yeah. Nelson. Yeah. So that dude was in Boys and left right before they dropped. Mm. On Motown Philly. Damn. That's, like, that's how well, like, I say this because, well, like I said, listening to them saying that Motown didn't know what the hell to do with them. They mm -hmm. like they had no idea what to do with them. What the hell is their image? Like whatever. So even with the preppy look, that was Mike's idea. That wasn't them. And like in that kind of, it doesn't take away from anything. But I kind of wish that that was their look. Like when they when they walked up on him, I wish that they would have had on blazers and ties and been like, hey, you know, uh, we mm -hmm. a little singing. We we sing a little song. Mind if we sing something for you? Um, but good, good on him for saying or, or or seeing that we need to change your image. But again, they, there's a video of them singing um, "Please Don't Go" and uh, wishing Michael Bivens a happy birthday. They are young as fuck on that video, and it is absolutely <laughs> before Motown Philly. Like if, if you go, the if you top fades and stuff. It's they they have baby faces. Like I mean, Motown Philly, they're young, but no, like this. They said they sat for like two years waiting because they most time didn't know what the fuck to do with them. And even with, and uh, they didn't give them the budget or anything. So most so of time Philly was done for very little money. Now, I heard that was like- Or Cooley High Harmony anyway. Cooley High Harmony was done with very little money. But they said the actual song most time was one of the last songs they recorded. Yeah, they said it. Yeah. Something that's kind of up-tempo and kind of- you know they needed that single to come out and then um and then we we know the legend of voiced men like after that um but then biv was uh he was what he was something that he was a kid, <clears throat> something in motown um i said he's had a lot of businesses over the years but with that like i said it's weird to say that no one has anything negative to say because there's many businesses and all the stuff that he's had like why am i just now learning this on the documentary <laughs> You yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Like Jay was head of Def Jam for a second. Bivens was doing some big shit over at Motown and we didn't know. I mean, Mogul's real. I mean, the, the first, <clears throat> I believe the first Mogul Mogul was Puffy to like really put himself out there. Yeah. Before Moguls didn't really do that. And I think he was trying to be in that old mode of like, uh, Gerald Busby, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, behind the scenes, yeah, you're very Gordy's. Where you know, I'm kind of just nobody really. I mean, they know my name, but I don't even you don't even know how I'm kind of moving, you know. Maybe that's what the kind of the, the demo was. was. Was he at Motown when, um, uh, damn, what's the, Andre Harrell was running? Yes, it? and they, I think he was saying that they kind of bumped heads, but as I you on Michael Bivens' Wikipedia page. My Wikipedia page is longer than this, and I don't even have one. There is, no, like, it's short. Like, it is very, very short, which is, again, you did all of these amazing things that you put in the documentary, but they ain't on your Wikipedia page? I got <sighs> questions. This don't make no sense to me. <laughs> I mean, someone could say maybe that he could have been, a, not want to say a puppet, I would say, um, Handled by other people, like Gerald Busby was his dude. Like where they basically was like, "Yo, I'm gonna move. Just get these artists, dog, and I can. I'll I'll figure it out for you." And maybe he necessarily wasn't the guy doing it, 
but he was just the front man. And you could say that maybe that could have been it as well. He was the front man. Yeah. And maybe that's why we don't have those different stories. And maybe he just didn't, he just maybe not that type of dude. But he because he feels like he'd be a, I, to me, I think he would have been a braggadocious dude, but I think he didn't know he could be. Well, I think at the beginning of the the, uh, the documentary, he said that everybody he would meet people and everybody would be like, "Man, you got to do like a documentary or something about <clears throat> your life." And I'm thinking to myself, like, "Yeah, why do I need to know about Michael Bivens' life?" Like, I mean, not to say that I care about somebody else more, but like, well, what? Why do I need to know about you? What's so in, in, important? What's so special? So again, like, I don't. I'm, I'm looking on his Wikipedia page. Nothing. If I if I didn't know who Michael Bivens was. When you told me that he has a documentary out about his life, and I went to his Wikipedia page, and I'd be like, his... "So why the hell does he have? Who made this documentary for him? <laughs> mm. Like, did he film this with his iPhone and put it on Tubi? Like, what the hell is this?" And no, but I mean, it's actually it's really it's well done. Um, you know, again, that he was heavily involved in it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. Even like I said, all this, it just says music manager. He also discovers managers and producers for other acts, most notably Sudden Impact, Another Bad Creation, MC Brains, Voice to Men, and 702, all of whom were signed to his Motown distributed label, Biv 10 Records. There's one more actor that they don't have on there. Is Remember little Chris and Neek? Remember the little dude that oh, was the little DJ and the, the other little dude that rapped? Yeah, I remember now. And because they, they had a group that was a whole bunch of kids after that call was six the hard way or something. Yeah, I remember. The one kid kept winning Apollo as the DJ and the rapper. They kept winning on the Apollo back in like the late 90s. Yeah, late uh, 90s well, going yeah, into the 2000s. If you look up Biv 10 uh, records, you will see a long list of people. And I say this, the first seven or eight um, have links to take you to their pages. Yep. The other 15 or so ain't no link. They just, we ain't never seen them again. Um, but they got little Chris and Nick on there. What was their name? What was their name? Does it say like who it was like a Kiwi like All Stars or something? Uh, so Outsiders for Life, formerly Sudden Impact and White Gays or White Guys, the transition uh, White Guys. Hayden, oh, the transitions are the shit. That's the one that's straight. fucking all right, so transition Hayden, Fruit Punch, Mag Seven, Rico Anderson, Big Ant, 1010, Tomboy, Callie, K Khalil, Mark Finesse, Tamrock, and EQ, <clears throat> Antoine and Ray of Mag Seven. Um, Mag then, Seven, that's it. That's the group, Mag Seven, Magnificent yeah. Seven, Mag Seven, Mag Seven, yep. Mag uh, Peanut, Shorty Red, Lil Neek, and DJ Just. That's it. Yep, that's Lil Neek and DJ Just. That's it. That's uh, it. Tay Boogie and Mark Wilson. Uh, is um, uh, which one is because uh, what's your caller wasn't uh, signing him, Yvette or Wilson was, yeah, she's on the documentary. Oh, word, okay, she's on there for like a second, and she's like, she's basically talking about the genius of Michael Bivens. And I'm thinking to myself, I want to hear your story. Yeah, he was only in an East Coast family video, right. So, uh, Vet happened? Nicole Brown, that's her name. Yeah, Vet Nicole Brown. <clears throat> yeah. Man, I want to know her story. So. I mean, now I will also mention that in order to watch this video, you need to subscribe to All Black. A right, I thought I didn't have that. Okay. Um, I thought it was on BT. It's not, but Big Sip will pay for anything that's black owned. So. <laughs> Big Sip.
Right. So it's like, I'm like, it's not all black. He's like, I I think I got that. And then he clicked it. I don't have that. Well, click. Like, okay. We got it now. We, <laughs> we got it now. now. <laughs> like, he will support. He will support. Even if it's only for the seven-day trial, he is supporting. <laughs> Just for your numbers look good for the month. Just your numbers look good for the month. We're going to watch this. We're absolutely going to watch this. Mentioning another mogul, we talked about him earlier. Diddy has given back his masters allegedly. Take that, take that, take that. His former artist. <laughs> Diddy said that he did it two years ago, but it, the paperwork just got done. And it's not a publicity stunt, you guys, even though he has an album that just dropped and he had some other things going on at the exact same time that this got announced. It's just a coincidence. Hmm. I used all the value up, so here you go. <laughs> I don't want it no more. Uh, my favorite quote from this article. <laughs> G-Depp's in jail. Black Rob's dead. So do they get, they publish it or do they go back to him? Very good question. That. So former bad boy rapper Mark Curry okay. scoffed, scoffed at the move in an Instagram post, questioning the value of these songs nearly 30 years after their original release and arguably well past their prime. He, he said, and I quote, it's like him giving your girlfriend back after he had four kids with her. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. he had everybody's publishing, whoever was on Bad Boy? Had of all course. Even uh, Biggie, the Biggie. The only one that probably got this back early was Biggie Mama probably got That's what I'm saying, even Biggie. <laughs> a little bit early. Right. Nearly all of the artists and songwriters involved in the reassignments have been contacted, agreed to terms, and signed agreements, with some exceptions. There are some people we haven't been able to find, but since the articles ran, one of them appeared, and we were able to take care of that person, Somebody, uh, the attorney said. He also noted estate complications with deceased artists Black Rob and Craig Mack that remain unresolved, but not for lack of a trying. So they're trying to fix it or whatever. Aubrey O'Day from Danity Kane says, uh, fuck all that. Essentially, she said that the earnings from the catalog amounted to just hundreds of dollars, and she discouraged her former bandmates from signing. She's like, the, the reality is, is that most of the, the albums had a handful of writing credits on there for the band members amid multiple. So it's a small percentage anyway. For you, she's like, so yeah, meaning their shares and earnings from the songs would be relatively small. Yeah, everybody else got to get theirs first. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was my thing, though. And look, and it's, is it not crazy that the, the biggest songs on Bad Boy outside of Notorious Big and Puffy are the cats that are dead that you can't find their estate? Craig Mack and Black Rob have the two biggest songs outside of Biggie songs on Bad Boy, Whoa and uh, Flavor in Your Ear, are the two biggest other songs on Bad Boy outside of or mace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I would say woe is bigger than well, yeah, any well, yeah, mace. Whoa. Yeah, woe. Woe is was woe is stupid. And then flavor in your ear. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they put that in commercial. So I know that's got some money on his legs on it still. Flavor in your ear does. Yeah. I, I just don't believe Puffy in general. I'm sorry. I just don't. Puffy is poison. God, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Shout out to Maranzio Vance, man, who who coined that Puffy over 10 years, 15 years ago. It was, uh, 
It's definitely over 10 years ago that Moranzio said this. No, it's 15. It was it's at least 15 years ago that Moranzio said that Puffy is poisoned. And it's to date, it holds up. It ages like a fine wine because points keep getting made. Mm. Like points are proven. Like you, like you could have said it and been like, "Oh, well, no, nah, that's not true." And just over the last fifteen years, we've seen proof that he's not. No, no, you were you were onto something, Ronzio. Thank you for having the foresight to let us <laughs> to warn us about this. I'm just saying, I'm like, why is how, how is it not hard? How is it hard to find Craig Metz family or or, or Black Rob's family? It's I don't think it's hard to find the families, but if you you ever dealt with probate before? Never probate heard. issues. So the what I'll say is this: if someone passes away without a will or a trust oh, yes. or anything like that, the it's a shit show. Yeah. And so it it let's say everything is really on the up and up, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of I can't contact the family. If there's already some complications going on with the estate and them trying to figure out debt and all that other shit trying to put some money in may not help. Like it may actually make shit worse. Okay. So okay. it's a, um, so like I said, that's just saying everything's on an up and up. Like I said, a state dealing with states and probate and all of that is a, is a poop show just in general. Um, adding puffy in. <laughs> like who knows who the hell knows at all. Scott, you think that this is genuine man from puffy? Nah, the value gone, man. Like you said, I didn't have four babies with baby mamas and three kids with your other girl. <laughs> so what, what? So if uh, did, did um did Aubrey? Oh, uh, there's Aubrey O'Day, right? Mm -hmm. Why does she say not to sign it? Like, what is the re like? What would be the benefit well, of them not to sign it? I guess what essentially she's like, why? Like, it's just a little. Oh, she said it's in no point. She's like, it's like no point, but she's like, you get, what, Dawn, but the thing is, Don though could possibly get more money because Don did what did was with dirty money. Yeah, mm -hmm. last train and and more current more money possibly coming in. However, Aubrey says, uh, she refused to take the offer because of the restrictions in a mandatory non-disclosure agreement. She said, I have oh. to for any claims or wrongdoings or actions prior to the date of the release. I have to sign an NDA that I will never dis disparage Puff, Bad Boy, Janice Combs, or Justin Combs music, or EMI, or something. Oh my God, hold on, hold on. Ain't that his mom, Janice Combs? <laughs> hold on, hold on. So what? I can't discourage, oh wow. So I can't say none of their music is whack then at that point. I have to release him for any claims or wrongdoings or actions prior to the date of the release. I have to sign an NDA that I will never disparage Puff, Bad Boy, Janice Combs, or Justin Combs music, or EMI or Sony ever in public. So a little explanation on the side is the catalog often referred to um, as Bad Boy Publishing consists primarily of two publishing companies, Combs created in the 90s, Janice Combs Publishing and Justin, Justin Combs Publishing, named for his uh, mother. After his mom and his firstborn. <laughs> publishing for Bad Boy's artists as well as Combs long have been administered by EMI, which is owned by Sony Music Publishing. So... Um, 
Yeah, she's like, yeah. So essentially, yeah, I can get this couple hundred dollars. I get this money, but I can't never say shit about you. And 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 if I do have any other legal issues with you for some other stuff in them books, I can never come back and try to get that other money. So she's like, don't do this. That's what I'm saying, man. Y'all be just giving, letting Puffy just do whatever. Like he just, oh, it's nice that he giving back these royalties. No, he ain't. Take that. Take that. <laughs> Yo, y'all just let that. Y'all let y'all let this man live rent free. For a long time, man. Man, shout out to Javon Bibbs, man. Me and him at one point where we had come up with a sketch. It was going to be um, Shark Tank, but all crooked uh, rap moguls. So it was like Suge Knight in jail on a TV. Like it's one on, like, but it was going to be set up like Shark Tank, like the same seats and everything. Puffy, Master P, and Baby. That was going to be the four people uh, on the, and it was going to be a rapper come in, do his thing, and be like, so check it out, homeboy. Um, you're not gonna have your masters, but you're gonna get a new rollie. I'm gonna take care of this. I'm gonna take it. And each one of the persons was gonna like offer and let them know ahead of time, you ain't getting your masters, but I can offer you this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's big chain records. Yes. Big chain. Big chain. Big chain. Right. Yeah. Big chain right. records was ahead of its time. Big Bring chain. out the chain. <laughs> you, know, you know, I see you don't believe. Bring out the chain. <laughs> and it's somebody in the background. God damn, that's a big chain. And I, I know, I know, um, I know uh, me and Sleepy got into this argument. He's like, but isn't that, wasn't that just general, um, you know, record contracts back then? I was like, potentially, yeah. But you can't be talking about running around. You're talking about your name, Love. And your branded, you ain't Barry Gordy ain't never Barry Gordy got over on a lot of people. A lot of people. Shout out to uh Petey Green, who even said it on, on radio, like on radio, yeah. <laughs> like you know, stealing just like um, you know, Barry Gordy. But he ain't never went around acting like he wasn't nothing but Barry Gordy. Puffy, Puffy be trying to go, I'm my name is love. I'm all about you know, he keeps love. reinventing himself to be a worser person. Went from Puff, Puff Daddy, Puffy, Diddy, Love. My grandmother used to call him Poop Daddy. And mainly just, and like, it's it's just, look, she's 80-some years old. Poop Daddy, that's his name. Um, but he will always be Poop Daddy Combs to me because of that. Oh, the Poop Daddy on the TV. That's not just. We let him get away with a lot, I feel like, in general. Like, I just feel like we do. And, and and it, it maybe he's a '90s movie that you can't critique no more because it's like, man, that was in the '90s. Like we can't even get mad at them for what they did in the '90s. Like I, I think he's like that. Maybe the one thing I hate that he stole and just took credit for was the shiny suits from Hammer. <laughs> Ooh, because because he's more known for shiny suits than Hammer is. <laughs> I like I, I dislike that he takes takes credit for a lot of artists that like those early artists like Jodeci. Jodeci, what it was wasn't it basically Al B. Short wrote all that stuff and, and produced the Fair My Lady is about Kemp. Uh, he, yeah, he just basically gave which me is that look very that interesting in itself, right? Boots. So yeah, so Jodeci is on Uptown. Yep. Right. Al B. Short is there. Writes the damn song Forever My Lady about Kim Porter about to give birth to their son, Quincy. And in one of those 
if you told a kid this story right now, <laughs> they'd be like, wait, what? Because you have to explain to them that Albie Shore and Kim eventually ended up breaking up and Puffy ended up dating Kim and having kids with her and raising Quincy as his own. Quincy yes. claims him as his father. And, and he looks Quincy like calls Albie him dad. He looks just like his dad. <laughs> And he looks just like fucking Albie Short. Quincy is the spitting image of Albie Short. It doesn't look like he had he had sex with a dark skinned woman and had a child. Quincy looks like it was two light skinned people who had a kid. Quincy looks like the product of two pale people. There can only be one. You have to <laughs> look. It's like and there's a lot of mixing of the colors that are going on yes. these days. And pale people, we are going out of style. And it's there's a problem here. We need to like what we need to we need to stick some in there. We there's doing some, we've been trying to mix people together. We don't need to mix them. We just need more light-skinned people to make the light-skinned people. Y'all going about it the wrong way. Y'all trying to everybody's gonna be biracial in a little bit and there's nothing nothing's anything wrong with that but i'm saying if you was just trying we to get light pure people, light skin we need some pure light skin people right we just i need some pure light skin folks like that's all you need you just need just two light skin people need to just get together and that's what quincy looks like two light skin folks came together as one and created and if he found out his mama wasn't kim porter i wouldn't be surprised put it like that <laughs> <laughs> if we found out that that's not his mother, and I know that's impo it's impossible, right, it's impossible he right? Like if he was switched at birth, and we'd be like, "You're like yeah, just something crazy that happened, right?" But yeah, like it's uh, which is which is so funny because then it's like, who would his mom be? Who was light skinned back then? Like who was the, the light skinned lady? Vanessa Williams, uh, Halle Berry, or something? Uh, Stacey Dash. It would have been any one of them, right? Somebody. Something, but I but then you know he takes credit for the mayor, and I know I know he did he's influential in a lot of different ways, but I think we give him too much credit for what he's was have done. We have to stop calling him a producer as well. Like we oh, don't call him an executive producer. There we go. Quit saying producer because when you think when I think of a producer, I think of somebody that is sitting there making the beats <laughs> and all that at the keys and. Puffy ain't made not nam damn beat. But executive producer, as far as him being able to visualize and put things together mm -hmm. and and know what and he has that ear. And for that, like I mean, hell, he was an AR. That makes sense to me. Call him an executive producer. Quit saying producer when you refer to him. I ain't gonna front that Diddy album's kind of nice though. The yeah. new one. Yeah. I heard yeah. it was good. Yeah, it's nice. I, just, I like the what was the one train the the, the last train the last train to Paris. There you go. I'm like I was gonna say last train to Jesus, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> but the song uh, last night with Keisha Cole, yeah. I fuck with that song heavy. Yeah, like that she's singing off key and so am I. If I told you once, I told you twice. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy man. I mean, I mean, and look, I'm not gonna hate on Puffy anymore. I'm, I'm, I need to stop because y'all not gonna listen to me no more anyway. Right. So it doesn't even matter. Y'all, y'all decided. Right. Speaking of hating on black people. Oh, that's what I was just gonna go. Go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of hating on black people. Recently, folks, and you may, you may have seen it or you may not have, depending on what type of, uh, you know, news accounts that you follow. But there's a man by the name of Jan Winner. Um, Jan, J-A-N-N, -N, and like you like, Jan, that's a girl's name. It is, but his name is Jan. Um, Jan Winner is the co-founder of Rolling Stone magazine. 
don't listen, you don't read Rolling Stone magazine, that's a shame because Rolling Stone has done some amazing articles and interviews since its inception, right? The those deep hard articles that you really want to see. There was the, uh, I'm, honestly, what I'm thinking about is Tupac. Like I'm thinking about mm -hmm. him being on the cover of Rolling Stone and that interview that's there. So this man, he stepped down from Rolling Stone a few years ago. Um, and he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, uh, board too. Yeah, he's on the board of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is important. So hold on kids. Um, there's, uh, he has a book coming out. He, he already had another book and he has a new book that's coming out that um, is, uh, I forget the name of the, like now I'm like I gotta remember what the hell the name of the book is but essentially it's about um, the masters of rock and roll right and he's going through people that he has interviewed over the years that he really felt um, encompassed the zeitgeist right so zeitgeist for those that don't know zeitgeist is the defining spirit or mood of a particular period of history as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time so an example of that is Woodstock is a part of the zeitgeist of the 60s, right? Woodstock, that 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 music festival encompasses what the 60s was about. Um, I could also think about Michael Jackson and moonwalking and how that was such an important part of the zeitgeist of the 80s. And even, hell, the 95 Source Awards, important zeitgeist. It, it really, like, yes. it, it defines the spirit and the mood of the 90s. So, yeah. Um, he makes, he writes this book again, he, and he's sharing some, some interviews with people that he's interviewed over the years, some heavy hitters, right? Like they, it ain't just some random person that I know, whatever. Right. So, but, um, he did an interview with the New York times. I love the New York times because the New York times will not back the fuck down if they don't like what the hell you're saying. <laughs> and that's, period. It's, it's always like that. So don't think it's just for this thing. So, um, we're getting to, I'm like, okay, so let me, let me bring about this point. So New York Times guy's name is David. He asked Jan, he says, he says, there are seven subjects in the new book, seven white guys. In the introduction, you acknowledge that performers of color and women performers are just not in your zeitgeist. He said, which to my mind is not plausible for you. Um, Janice Joplin, Joni Mitchell, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Wonder, the list keeps going on, but they're not in your zeitgeist. What do you think is the deeper explanation for why you interviewed the subjects you interviewed and not other subjects, right? So New York Times wants to know how the hell you don't have not one black person, not one woman. Like, so he didn't even just say, oh, I'm not going to deal with the black people. He didn't even include women that are in and the guy, so Jan says, when I was referring to the zeitgeist, I was referring to black performers, not to the female performers, okay? Just to get that accurate. The selection was not a deliberate selection. It was kind of intuitive over the years. It just fell together. The people had to meet a couple of, you know, criteria, but it was just kind of my personal interest or love of them. So insofar as the women- That could have been it. That could have, before you go further, Stacey, yeah. that could have been it. Like he could have stopped right there and be like, that was just my personal interest with it. My personal interest. You could have stopped there. Oh, but no. People like to keep talking. So then so far as the women, just none of them were as articulate enough on this intellectual level. I'm Doja. They sleep. Yeah, we part of Just Posted Podcast, man. The best show on this network. Come on, check, though. Seriously, man. Just Posted. It's just me and Doja sitting back talking about what the fuck going on in the yeah, world. Yeah, man. We said labor love. He said labor of love. I didn't say that shit. Shout out to, uh, you know what I'm saying, everybody coming to watch, though, man. We really appreciate y'all. Holla at y'all later. Hey, man, this nigga just tall for no reason. I'm gone. Peace. He do regular <laughs> jobs. Don't forget that.
New York Times guy says, wait. What? <laughs> he says, stop it. You're telling me Joni Mitchell is not articulate enough on an intellectual level? I'm going to let you rephrase that. New York Times is trying to get the guy to be like, look, okay, re rethink what you just said, right? You, you, you may have said it wrong. I'm going to let you rephrase. Let's clean it up. Clarify it. Let's and clarify, clarify it, right? Like, like maybe I maybe I said it wrong. So yeah, um, he doubles down. Um, so he goes into he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, thank you. And he says the the people I interviewed were the kind were kind of philosophers of rock, black artists, you know, Stevie Wonder, genius, right? I suppose when you use a word as broad as masters, which is what the title of the book is, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. And the New York Times guy says, well, how do you know if you didn't give him a chance? And then <laughs> Jan says, because I read interviews with them. I listened to their music. I mean, look at what Pete Townsend was writing about or Jagger or any of them. They were deep things about a particular generation, a particular spirit, and a particular attitude about rock and roll. Not that the others weren't, but these were the ones that could really articulate it. So again, New York Times is like, don't you think it's actually more to do with your own interest as a fan and the listener than anything particular about the artist? I think the problem is when you start saying things like they or these artists can't, like it's really a reflection of what you're interested in more than an ability or inability of the artist of the part of the artist, isn't it? And then the guy again still doubling down. It's what I was interested in, you know, like just for public relations' sake. Maybe I should have gone and found one black <laughs> and one woman artist to include here that didn't measure up to the same historical standard, just to avert this kind of criticism, which I get. I had a chance to do that. Maybe I'm old fashioned. And I didn't give a fuck or whatever. I wish, in retrospect, I could have interviewed Marvin Gaye. Maybe he'd have been that guy. Maybe Otis Redden, had he lived, would have been the guy. What year did Otis Redden die? 60, no, 70-something. Because, like, it was like a year, period where everybody died at one time. Hold on, Otis Redding died in 67. Sorry, 67. So since 1967. There hasn't been one black artist that you thought. But the death thing, though, is some bullshit because John Lennon is in there. He died in like, what, 84? Well, you know, people idolize the Beatles. Like, I know, but I'm saying, but he, he yeah. like, John Lennon is a part of the book. And he said, like, basically, I couldn't interview. He said, all day, Marvin Gaye was dead. I couldn't get with him. I couldn't get with an older and he did. But John Lennon in there, he died. And, and I get it. Maybe Marvin Gaye died in the eighties. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, like, if you are really trying to create this again, it's the it's when you use the term rock and roll because a lot of people argue about this about rock and roll should not include uh, R and B. It shouldn't include the blues. It shouldn't include all these other genres. They only want it to be rock and roll. Okay, if that's what you want it to be, if you only want to be, if you only want to talk about masters of rock and roll, then your book is fine, essentially, mm -hmm. right? Now, there may have been um, uh, some women that could have been included in there, but if you just want to say this is the master, these are who, who I think are the masters of rock and roll, then go for it, right? But there's no way that you can do this and try to say it's the masters of this whole this the the genre as extended as it is 
And then, but there's no, not one woman, not one black person at mm-hmm. all, period. Like, and okay, so, and maybe you didn't get, to, and I think it's, these are just interviews that he's already done over the years. And then um, I think it's that a collection of those interviews, right? You should, just say you should just say that. That's fine. And like, and that's, again, that's okay. Your personal preference is your personal preference, period. Like you, you are entitled to that. You have that ability to do that. I'm, and I know, I'm sure that there are other um, journalists out there that have made books that with this collection of interviews of their favorite interviews over the years that happens right that, that's that's a a privilege you get as a journalist you've got to meet all these amazing people and but these people were the ones for this specific thing that i want to talk about they really feel i feel like they captured this thing so the idea that you don't have a stevie on there you don't you don't you don't even have stevie wonder owner if nothing else right like it's there's no controversy there like if you were even if you're worried about controversy there's i mean i feel like mick jagger or Uh, jimmy hendrix or jimmy hendrix right (laughs) right but if you feel like like i mean you know uh, because tina turner was the second person on this cover rolling stone for the record too people don't know that Uh, uh. (laughs) i'm just just putting that out there you know she's the second ever person on the cover of rolling stone Second and just know that Jan Winter is a white, um, and the David at the New York Times is also a white. And David was like, "Yeah, no, this is um, <laughs> sound dumb." Like, and, and I love that. <laughs> I love when an interviewer doesn't back down. When an interviewer is like, "Wait, what? Like, what's the um?" There's a clip that keeps going around with the boy that's like that he was uh. It was a school in Florida. They wanted him to come, and they was gonna pay oh, him. Oh, with uh, big boogies. That's his name. Yeah. And <laughs> he and turned down five million dollars. Five million dollars to play That's drums okay. at some school in Florida, and the interviewer is like, "Wait, how much did they?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I turned it down. It was Bootleg Kev. Right Bootleg Kev is the name of the show. Bootleg Kev is the uh, podcast. And he's like, "So wait, what?" And you're like, dude, because I'm trying to move on. And he's like, but no, no, no. But wait, no. You said they offered you how much money? And, and then he drunk. said, yeah, it's the NIL money. <laughs> like, I didn't, I was like, they'll give NIL money out to the band. <laughs> Nobody yeah, knows who was a starting flutist. At yeah, the- he was too high. Right, not flutist. <laughs> Nobody knows. Has, have we ever seen him come back out? Like I've never seen this artist ever again. Is he like? Ever? I I only he was just he was just I, here at the Shafits. Uh, on he's on tour with uh Moneybag Yo. Mm. So he was like, yeah, in that little realm. <laughs> out of my pay grade. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big Steve Thompson, you still recording? I, yes. You ain't even here. <laughs> I, I just I just don't understand why that the Jan like he could just be like and those are the people I like and you know some of my favorite interviews from my time at Rolling Stone done that's it but you made a whole introduction talking about that the performers of color and women were just not in your and I what I'll say is this like there we all get into our own like little music or just we have our tunnel vision, things that you're really paying attention to, right? So mm-hmm. I know what music I listen to right now, what move, types of movies that I watch <clears throat> in my purview, right? What I'm paying attention to. Um, and that doesn't count for everybody. 
right? Like, no, like I'm, yes, I sit there and I'm still, it's still throwback Wednesday in my car. I'm still listening to 90s R&B. That's what I think about all the time. That's what I'm listening to. So if I made a book, these are my favorite songs. Not these are the only songs written in the last 30 years is worth a damn. Like, no, these are my songs that I like. This is what I care about. And that's fine, right? And you, if you buy the book, you know, this is what Stacy cared about. And that's why she wrote this book. This is not me trying to define a generation through this work. And the idea, like this 70-something-year-old white man um, <laughs> has decided that Black people and women, like, like, I love that he says, I could have found, I mean, I guess I could have found a Black I could have found I, I could have gone and found one black and one woman artist to include here that didn't measure up the same historical standard. <laughs> yeah, he like, like, I could have got a nigga. <laughs> I could have got a nigga if I wanted. <laughs> they they uh they made they made him step down from the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame board. Yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame said, "Oh no, we're not we're not going to deal with." And it was like, guy. you know how many black people we got to get on this this is pipeline? That's the youth in the future. Oh no, 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 no. We run out of these rock bands. You know that, right? Like for this rock band. is 20 years ago if he'd have said this, he'd have still been on the board. Mm, you think so? It's the culture. It's um as time goes on, we become less we become more tolerant and less tolerant of things. And uh it I'm not going to say 10 years ago, 2013, there'd have been. He would have had to issue an apology. <laughs> he had, I mean, he did issue an apology kind of, but he's, it's still not really an apology. Um, but he, 2000, uh, 2013, he'd still been on the board. Mm. I think Damn, in, 10 year, board. in 10 years, that same comment is, is flipped. Oh, it's absolutely flipped. 2033. Don't think about that shit, nigga. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Like, that's it. like we we become more tolerant and less tolerant. And um, while I applaud some of the things that we don't tolerate anymore, there are also some shit that I'm like, okay, y'all need to let that go. Well, like like what? What's some shit that they need to fucking let go? Um. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Sometimes there are just situations where somebody says something and you're like, you know what the fuck he meant. Yeah. Like, don't uh, make uh, it yeah. too... They twist people's words. Like, you know what the hell they meant. Like, you don't, don't make this into something that it's not. Like, you're making it worse at, at this point. Like, the, the backlash is more, uh, is more detrimental than what was actually said. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, and then, like I said, but then there's other shit where it's like, oh my, it's like, my God, when was it ever okay to say that? <laughs> like, never. It was never okay to say that. Like, what kind of Archie Bunker shit is that? So, um, yeah, that's the, uh, so, I mean, I wasn't going to buy the book anyway, but I'm in, I'm interested in seeing what the sales do for it. Mm. What the sales are, because controversy sales. So sometimes, uh with all of this going on is you gonna see you gonna sell more you gonna sell less whatever right it's anything can happen yeah i don't even fuck them <laughs> yeah that's just plain and simple last topic did y'all even watch these bmas nah i just saw it was a they added like an afro beat category <laughs> 
Oh, that's a category? They yeah. add, I, must say, I think they added it this year. They, and they added a K-pop one. So uh, I let's say the the it came on at seven. I tuned in about seven twenty, and I turned in just in time to see Cardi and Meg perform bongos. Okay, okay. Um, so that was that. Um, I don't really have an opinion on bongos. It's I mean I, I mean it's all right. I mean whatever. I don't think it's a I mean I don't I, I don't think it's a good song. And it's not because of the raunchiness. I just don't. No, it's just, just feel like it's not a good song. In I general. don't think it's a good song. Um, and also, I didn't real. I mean, I know that Megan is tall, but I didn't realize how tall or how short Cardi was that they were standing next to each other. Uh, Cardi had a good wig on though, and I wish I knew where she got it from. Um, but uh, like I said, I saw the video for Bongos, and then they performed it, and then um, I had just so I tuned in. The only reason that I knew it was coming was because they were talking about in sync. They're like, so I'm like, oh shit, are they gonna do a reunion tour? And I had just looked at NSYNC performing pop on the mm. uh, VMAs and, and Michael Jackson coming out. Mm. I probably watched it maybe like two days before they announced that NSYNC was gonna be there. So I'm like, oh shit, did I miss NSYNC? They're like, all they did was just present. Oh, fuck that then. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't, like I said, I know I saw that they had added the K pop category, but I, MTV hasn't played videos in a very, 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 very long time. Um, we know this, but at this point, what the hell are we still doing this for? Yeah, what's the point of the VMAs? <laughs> Why are we still doing this? Like, people are not making videos. Now, you want to do a video uh, show, YouTube should do it. Mm. Yeah, Vivo, YouTube. <laughs> like, because real shit, who's playing video? Like, MTV, you have to have a whole separate cable subscription to get MTV. Do they sell MTV jams? That's a BET jam. It's BET jams and BET soul now. You know, see what I'm saying? So, and it was what? It was what? BET, uh, uh, VH1. Jams and VH1 soul. So, mm. y'all ain't even hosting videos no fucking more. Like I gotta have a whole separate cable subscription to do that shit. But if I, if you tell me it's a new video out, I'm going to, I'm going to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like that's when they said where, that bongo out. I was like, I ran straight to YouTube. Like if it's anything exactly. like wow. when, we're, when you're talking about streams for your <laughs> video, it's YouTube streams you're counting. Mm-hmm. Like you're not. I'm not looking at streams and where the hell else are they are they playing the videos at? On your website on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could probably look at the Twitter amount of looks and Facebook ones if you want to put them on different platforms. Yeah, yeah, but still though, right? Like we're looking at YouTube. So if YouTube decided to host a, a music show, um, a music award, because they got the analytics. The real you analytics. have the analytics like, now because YouTube now got the NFL the Sunday ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. YouTube with the music awards. Why? I mean, TV music with that. That might not be a bad idea. I mean, video awards because that's where everybody watching the videos. Right. YouTube's <laughs> owner, Google, owned by Alphabet, got the money. You got the money to do it. You got y'all doing better than Viacom. So <laughs> yeah, they might gonna buy Viacom. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. So, I just don't. I, I, don't, I mean, and then Nicki Minaj is hosting. That was another reason I was good on it. I didn't even see that part. Y'all see that shit? Her husband was out looking. Well, offset. 
They said, I'll, I'll, I'll say, gotta do a stand. Isn't that man 46 years old? <laughs> Nicki Minaj's husband. Sometimes you have like to world say, star hip-hop video. you're too old for that shit. And people are too old for some shit. Sometimes you're just too old for that shit. Why are you walking around? Like, is Nicki out about to drop or something? You're trying to get her some attention? And then and out like you, he's walking around looking for Offset because allegedly some shit was said or whatever the hell. And Offset was nowhere near where the hell he was. wasn't even the same fucking. State. He was going to the Colorado game, right? Like, like yeah. Offset was in Atlanta minding his business and then went to Colorado game. So while your husband, who can't even be within five hundred feet of a fucking schoolyard, <laughs> is walking around hoping that he don't walk up on one, Offset is on the sidelines with Dion in Colorado. He can't pull up there. <laughs> can't pull up there. Like, can you cross state lines? I don't know what I don't know what the agreement is, you know, with his release. I don't know if he's able to cross state lines or not. So, and you, you definitely can't get too close to the school. Mm-mm. So, yeah, they say he's uh, 40, uh, 45 years old. Kenneth Penny is 45 years old. Too damn old for this shit. That's ridiculous, man. Too damn old for this shit. Social media has made people forget how old they are. Yeah, he's still twenty-three. <laughs> like man, well, I mean, he did go to jail for ten years, so you know he might be younger still, mentally. That's fine. They've came out and got Nikki. That really fucked it up. <laughs> Look at he my talking bitch. heavy shit oh, back in letters. Y'all see what I, I told y'all when we was in the motherfucking yard? I'm gonna get that girl. Look at me now. Told you niggas. <laughs> I told every one of y'all I was gonna pull them. We were sitting there watching that little Wayne Young Money video. I said, I'm gonna get her. Y'all laughed at me in the mess hall. <laughs> y'all thought I was bull. Y'all thought I was bullshit when I said she was my pen pal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. I cannot marry a man who can't go to donuts and daughters with my child. Ah, oh, yeah, they do got a kid. I forgot. Yeah, she had a baby. Yep. Oh, okay. so he, he can't even go to he like can't go to, and stuff, right? He can't go to a PTA conference. <laughs> he can't go to the Christmas play. All right, my kid, people like so we were, me, what is what would be Nikki's appeal with being with him? Is it because he's a goon and she just need like security with her all the time to feel safe? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I can't say what we want about uh, uh, Safari, and he's corny, but he's like a fun corny man. Like, he seems like he's corny, man. Like, it's I'll take a corny, give me a corny dude. But, like, the the idea fine, you're dating someone who's been in prison, right? People, you know, sometimes we all got to swim upstream, as Jill Scott said, but you know, (laughs) the it's what you did. To go to prison, mm-hmm. right? You didn't steal a car, right? Like you went in, you know, went in for ten years because you know somebody told you to hold a bag or something, and then next thing you know, some shit went down, right? You are in for some shit with a kid, and for me, that's I have. I mean, I got plenty of red flags and, and plenty of like deal breakers, but that's such a deal breaker. For me, like, mm-hmm. period. Like, it's like I've luckily I haven't dated anybody who's had a criminal record. But I, again, I I also understand that the justice system is rigged against black men, and I, I get all of those fucking things. <laughs> I, I get that, right? So again, like you, 
it you could have been somebody again it, it could have been something really innocent about how you ended up there right like it's mm-hmm. shit just ain't work out or whatever and then you might be writing bad checks who ain't i went on a bad check writing spree in 2001 and i'm still <laughs> here to tell the story okay um but the idea that you did some shit like that we move into our fucking neighborhood you got to go fucking door to door to tell everybody that you are convicted sex offender People want to move into our neighborhood and they see that there's a sex offender that's living here. My daughter or like, I don't know if they have a daughter or something, whatever. My child cannot have friends come over to my house if he's here. Mm, that is, that's, I just thought about that's bugged out. But he can't do nothing with the kids. <laughs> Shit. Like, so. Is it a power thing for Nikki? Like, I got, I'm going to get to do it this low level. I can control this situation. I feel like you've lost your power. It ain't even worth it. (laughs) Like, and because if nothing, no matter what you do in life, the one thing that everybody has over you, that what no matter what happens between Nikki and Cardi, what have what Cardi has over them is that Offset can take their daughters to school. Mm. Offset can take their daughter and her little friends to go get ice cream. Offset, he got a kid that live here. He be flying here to the football game. So the so one is like one of his older kids. So it's that that's just Nikki, your ass is too big for you to be settling like that. You got a flat stomach, hips, ass, got a nice smile. You don't have to settle for that. You do not have to settle. You could get anybody she wants. Like go, like you could have had uh, uh, what's Drake's son Adonis. Adonis could have been your kid. Hmm. Meek Mill would have been better in this situation that with her ex. Yep. Does she owe tax? Like she owe like gangs money or something? Where it's like you know we had like. I mean, she did also have a brother that went, just went to jail for what, 20, 30 years for. Yeah, her brother was the same shit, though. <laughs> That's some shit as well. So, like, yeah, there's a, I don't, I don't know, maybe that was the connection, like, that, oh, I already know what this is like, and my, my, uh, my brother's going through the same shit. He also has a, an affliction. I can save him. I, can save him. I learned how to work this before he get out, how to work around this system. I don't. I'm. No, it's a no for me. Like I said, I've dated some of the worst men that St. Louis has to offer, um, <laughs> but never that. Like, and I said, like I said, I've dealt with low self-esteem and just settling to have a piece of a man in my life. Never that. Never ever that. Like nope. Yeah. How long do you think it's before Nikki leaves him? Well, as we close out, since we're talking about this to close it out. It's that... I don't know. <laughs> I think it's... Remember how everybody wanted Whitney to leave Bobby? Mm-hmm. And it just felt like that they were staying together to prove everybody wrong? Yes. I think we're going to see them try to her try to stick with him to prove that we yeah that son gonna be about 10. <laughs> Ooh. stay sticking together <laughs> to prove that we are wrong and we don't know shit. speaking don't of be like people, eight or ten <laughs> right right 
Right. Speaking of people leaving people, Jeezy filed for divorce. Oh, I forgot about that. Good segue. Oh. I forgot. Oh, that we ain't done, y'all. If you, if you did. I'm change my name to Segway Stacy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeezy filed for divorce from that girl. Now, I didn't realize today, and this is racist as hell. Like, I knew her name. I knew that she was on, what is she on? The Talk, The Real, The View, whatever one of she's on. One of them. It's all the same shit. I didn't know where she had come from, though. Because I, I'm like, yeah, I never knew who she was. <laughs> I didn't like, where does she come from? Like, why is she so important? So when I looked her up today, and I'm like, oh shit. So she used, so she was, when she was 18, she was a makeup artist for Mac and then ended up getting celebrity clients. And that's how she became popular, was doing makeup and shit. And then ended up doing um, a couple of TV shows, being the makeup consultant or makeup stylist and all of that. And blah, 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 blah. That leads to her um, having some shows. And then she meets Jeezy. Um, what was I reading on People Magazine? It was very funny. People says um, they were only, uh, said that they were only dating for three years before they got married. I'm like, only? That's a long time. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I, like it's the the only threw me off. I'm like only. I'm like that's a reasonable amount of time to date somebody. They were dating. Yeah, for three it was years. three months. Right. They were dating <laughs> for three years. Were engaged for a year, and then they got married. That's very reasonable. That's a realistic and reasonable time frame there. But what's odd about this divorce is that Jeezy is the one that filed for divorce. Normally, it's not the guy that filed. It's the women file. Men don't normally file. So I'm very interested in hearing this story. So yeah, he filed. Um, they said that, that things were, oh, apparently they had already been separated for a while. Um, let's see, where is it at? It said they had already been separated and that their marriage is irretrievably broken with no hope for reconciliation. That means that means that means she cheated. That man, that's a broken man. That's a man upset. <laughs> hey, Dizzy next album finna be hard. That's a man, that's a man like heartbroken. Feel like he disrespected. Right. And then so, but the day before that it was announced that they were getting divorced, literally the day before, he made a post on Instagram that says, too focused on who I'm becoming to focus on who's not coming with me. Oh shit. So that was a post that he made on Instagram. People that follow him saw it and they didn't think anything of it. Right? Just thought it was a random thing thrown out there. No, random thing. Well, okay, cool. Next day, the divorce. Everybody, everybody finds out about the divorce. So it's like... Danny just uh, put a book out too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a New York Times bestseller too. Yeah. So I am very intrigued to hear what happened. Um, and as you stated, the uh, new music is, is going to be fire. Um, I know that, you know, it's getting the temperatures changing outside. The weatherman thinks a slight chance of snow. <laughs> hey, Jesus, we're going to go back on tour and everything. Yeah, you know, man. Got, we're going to get heartbreak for a minute. Heartbreak, heartbreak divorce, Jesus. <laughs> he might have to open up one of them things. He ain't opened up things since 94, but it yeah. might be time. He might get back with boys in the hood. You know what I'm saying? He might hear Anything something. can happen. Anything can happen. Like I said, I, people are like, oh, they always seem like they were a weird match. I didn't feel like that they were a weird match. You love who you love, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's it. But there, there are a lot of jokes. I mean, there's always been a lot of jokes about her race and, and him. Um, I'm not going to make race jokes about them, but it is, I, I didn't see them as 
odd. You love who you love. They didn't look odd. They didn't look too odd. They didn't, they didn't look odd to me. It didn't seem like an odd matchup to me. But And I think it's, you have this idea, oh, Jeezy is this specific type of guy and it's not going to work with her. And we don't know what Jeezy's like at home. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no idea what, she, what he's like at home. And she could have been exactly what he was looking for. Um, but yeah, something I'm very interested. But a lot of her name was what Jenny May or J- Jenna May Jenkins. That tickles the hell out of me. <laughs> Definitely somebody's grandma name, Miss Jenkins. And they had just that one daughter, the little yeah, little yeah. yeah, that's it. And he's filed for joint custody of her. He's got he had three kids before that, too. So, I mean, he, yeah, he was like. Some must, I mean, this had to be, I mean, for him to be like, yo, for real, for real, I ain't even trying to do no mediation, no counseling, no nothing. That's like the fact that he, how men normally don't file. It's yeah. always the woman that files for a divorce. So if a man files, some shit went down. Y'all think she was really uh, sexting Mario Lopez? I want to believe it because it's just funny. That's funny as shit. Um, it's just funny. I am fully prepared to believe that theory that she was sexting Mario Lopez because AC Slater can still get it. Now, does AC Slater scared about around how he moves around now for a little, at least for a year or two? Nah, because now Jeezy's hanging out in his same circles. <laughs> You can maybe see Jeezy now at the Emmy Awards uh, party <laughs> that you at. Jeezy not at the hip hop BT hip hop awards as much no more. He at the Emmy. Well, so and that to that point, is he there without her? So we got a New York they- Times bestseller now. He there now. <laughs> she yeah, he, he already out, got his he access. Outside. He didn't shook a couple of hands there. He been kicking water for three four years. He didn't got cool with some people there now. They mm-hmm. calling him before they calling her to hang out. You want to go golfing, Jeezy? Yeah, Jeezy playing golf now. That's what I said. He is in there. Mario got to see Jeezy playing golf. Mario's got to see Jeezy. I don't know. He got to see Jeezy. If Jeezy had cheated on Jenny, Jenny didn't have to see who Jeezy was cheating on her with. She stayed in her same pool. They gonna run. Jeezy's not part of uh, (laughs) Trader Joe's. (laughs) He gonna have to see Jeezy. They gonna now, run I, if he's a smart man, he comes out directly saying, I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm in, I'm on the Twitters as soon as I saw that, linking that article right below what I said. I have no idea what this is talking about. Boom. Because I don't want Jeezy or none of the other snowmen or um none of the uh the, none of the boys in the hood. Yeah, yeah I don't want none that's... of them problems in general. Mr. Belden ain't gonna have your back. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Belder is not fucking with you. I don't want none of that. The CTE Corporation, uh, all BMF, yeah, BMF. I don't want none of them problems. If I'm Mario oh. Lopez, I wrestled on the TV show. Oh, I don't want to be wrestling in real life. Wait, 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 wait. Atlanta Black Star <laughs> says apparently that Jeezy has called out her anger issues. On more than one occasion. So and then so the headline says, Oh, she was talking to him crazy. Oh he called out her anger issues and resurfaced clip after the rapper files for divorce. And if you keep scrolling down, 
you do see rumors of infidelity always have uh, already have begun to circulate, but some suggesting that May was romantically involved with married actor. So Mario Lopez is married and extra host Mario Lopez. However, a researcher's interview with the former real co-host in 21 has found the people to question if she had toxic traits that made simply made her and Jeezy too incompatible. So it, it could be Mario Lopez or it just could be that she just was on that shit. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and the reality is you can't talk. You, you shouldn't talk to anybody crazy any damn way. But there are some men that you absolutely can't talk to them crazy. <laughs> yeah. She said absolutely can't. <laughs> absolutely can't talk crazy to them. Um, and so with that, it's quite, quite possible. When the piece is a piece, somebody said he thought that she was a little submissive Asian and kind of find out that she wasn't. So it's... Uh, it's quite possible. A lot of theories out here. Like I said, I'm, I'm very interested in knowing what the hell happened. What she did not And that could be it. Like, and some, like I said, some dudes, you don't keep talking to me crazy. Like, I will leave. You think I won't leave. You, don't, you keep talking to me crazy because you think I won't leave. I don't have to be here. Right? And I got like, enough money to leave. And right, I have enough money to leave. Like, I can leave. I'm like, you, honey, you cooking this, uh, this kale and shit ain't it like i can leave and i was eating good before i met you i had a house before i met you like i was all right like i don't you are not like i mean there's a not to say that he was bettering himself being with her definitely there were circles that he was in that he wasn't with before her mm -hmm. right we can we can agree to that but in different networks yeah, right definitely. but i'm in them networks now like i don't have to stay here and listen to you talk crazy to me they like me watch this. like watch this i'll leave i'm out like work, fix your mouth or watch who you're talking to, or I'm out. And the somebody and I, she may have thought, oh, he's just playing. Fuck around. <laughs> when sometimes when you fuck around, you find out. He out there with the CEO BT 19th hole. <laughs> fuck around. Hey, uh, speaking of uh <laughs> separation, I see uh Tiana Taylor and uh Iman Shumpert. <laughs> Yeah, she said that they've been separated for a minute. They just finally like kind of oh, like man, they, they started they started seeing rumor mills floating around. They were like, you know what? Let me go ahead and just set this straight. Like we're straight. Like we were separated, but you know we were able to like because we're good friends and we were able to keep it on the low because we y'all ain't in the group chat. We ain't walk around telling our shit. <laughs> and I love that analogy though. She was like, y'all aren't in the group chat, so that's why you don't know what the fuck I'm doing in my my relationship. Like me and him are straight. We gonna co-parent. Uh, we're separated, but it's all good. And all right, I'm done talking about this shit. I'm take y'all asses back out the group chat. Worry about yourself. Mm. Hey, that's real though. Hey, that's seriously real. What they did though, like this. I like, appreciate it. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the hardest things is when you, especially in this day and age, is being with someone. Y'all posting pictures. Y'all doing all this stuff, and then when the shit goes left how you don't want to make an announcement about it on social media but at some point someone's going to notice you're not posting him anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and then people are like where and then he ain't posting her anymore and then that's when they're like what's going on with them something must be up and it turns into some shit it gets salacious it, becomes, it turns into some shit and i think that's one of the hardest things about people 
Um, and like I said, in this day and age, when you're, it's not even living your life on social media. I'm not saying that. It's just when you start sharing any piece of your life publicly, yeah. and then people immediately are going to wonder what the hell is going on. Yeah, because I mean, it's just, it's just, it's their curiosity too. It's, it's their curiosity. curiosity. Like, who's yeah, on this trip with? Yeah, and like, and sometimes yeah, sometimes it's people who are, um, are truly nosy and trying to be in your business. And some <laughs> people just notice. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a, so Scott, your wife, she posts pictures a lot of the kid, of you, and all of that. If all of a sudden I just kind of like, I just stop seeing that, mm. I'm like, it's not even being nosy. It's just that I know I'm going to see a picture of the kid. Or I'm going to see a picture of Scott at some point during the week, right? At some point, I'm going to see it. And then all, if I just know, it's like, God, I ain't saying. And then let me go to her page. Are we still friends on her? No, we still Right. Friends? That's, 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 yeah. that's nah, number this, one. You be like, oh, we still this friends? This how I know. This how I know when, um, when, women, when women go through the divorce. You, of course, the pictures, but then they change their name. It's just their first name and middle name. You, you see a lot of Renee's and something. Yeah. In the cold. Yeah. You, you see a lot of that. All of a sudden, all the like, movies oh, start oh, showing up. I'd be like, oh, she's hey, That's the secret right there. A lot of middle names. Yeah, the middle names. They divorced. That's it. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you went back to your maiden name. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, now they don't go to the main name right away. They go right eventually, but like I had a coworker <laughs> who went back to her maiden name one uh, day, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" We go to her page, so now I got a snoop. We're like, "Wait a minute, Tiff? What? Uh... And I think Tiff I actually Beverly, we... it was Tiff Beverly, wasn't it? Because she didn't go by, she didn't have a room. No, nah, like uh, that's not. But I went to her. Um, I ended up messaging her, and I was like, "Hey, not I'm not. I don't want to be in your business. I noticed the name change." And she was like, yeah, we got divorced. And I'm like, okay. And she was like, so what happened? What You don't have to tell me that. No, that's yeah. I just trying to make sure I got. Yeah, I was just making sure I got the name right. Right, like I just, <laughs> you know, I don't, if, if you want to tell me that, that's on you. But I'm not asking for the story. I just noticed that the name was different. Like the, that's the name that I met you when we met. That's what, that's who you are. Right. And I know some people change. And sometimes it's not even that. Some people change their names, especially when the school year starts with their teachers. They'll change their names so that the kids can't find them, and uh, you know, other stuff oh, like I that. Think so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like sometimes with the name change, it's like it's you can't automatically assume that some shit happened, right? Like they could have changed it for any reason. And but she's like, "Well, no, nah, we got divorced." I'm like, "Oh shit, <laughs> you good? You straight? Yeah, I'm, I'm better than happy as I've ever been." All right, girl, well then go ahead and don't let me do your thing. No, right. <laughs> right, hey, girl. Oh, no, the right. nicknames, man. I mean, the middle name thing, though, is so real. That's, that's real, real, man. It's, you're absolutely right. Like I said, the fact you're gonna start seeing all those Marie's, Marie's, <laughs> and Renee's, and Renee's. Oh, about Renee's. Uh, it's a lot of Renee's. It's a lot of Marie's. Nicole, uh, Maria's, Nicole, and Nicole. Yeah. No uh, lies have been Danielle's. <laughs> a whole lot of Danielle's. <laughs> oh, Tiffany Danielle. When did that become that? Yeah. And you don't never, and it's and it's subtle because you don't trip off of it because it ain't nothing. But then you like, okay, she yeah. It's a, um, there's somebody who's I guess who got divorced, and I actually I went deep into it. So, um, I was following. 
I think I must have been following the husband first, right? We're friends with the husband first and end up following the wife as well. And I never was a fan of the wife. I just, just something about her just never sat well with me. And then mm-hmm. one day I um I kept on seeing her posting. I'm like, what? Like, and I'm, and then it kind of hit me. I ain't seen him post in a while, but I see her. But she's posting and she's steady posting, she's steady posting, and she looks like she's going out more and wearing less. Yep, that's mm-hmm. another key when you know. And I'm like, huh? And then something said, are they still married? I don't know. Go to her page and everything. Can't really tell from there. And I'm like, well, maybe they're not. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I looked it up. I, I did I did the Google search and everything. I saw that the divorce was the filed and finalized and all of that. I went and because because it's public record, people. Yeah. Uh, to confirm my suspicions. And now that I have that information, there's nothing else I, I can do with it. Like I don't again, I didn't really like the girl anyway. So I'm like, I don't like well. Like I was now I'm hell, like I didn't I didn't know him, but he's a he's a prominent figure in St. Louis, is what I'll say. Yeah. Um and uh the girl um she always looked like an avatar to me. Like not a blue avatar, no, not like a blue avatar, but she uh, like a cartoon, like a you know the the girl who the uh, it's a black girl who's on TikTok and is like doing, doing all this weird shit. Uh, oh, uh, we just talked about her. Some oh, what is her? Whatever the hell her name, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. She just always looked fake. Like the filter game was strong so much so that I think she took a filtered picture and it feels like she went to the surgeon and was like, "I want to look filtered." I, this is the filter that I want to look like I always have on my face. Um, but again, I don't know. I didn't know her for real. Like she, she still seemed like pinky a nice doll. person. Pinky doll. It's pinky doll. There you go. Like the girl still seemed like a nice person. But um, yeah, so now she uh, dress, going out more and dressing less and is good and divorced. And her name, um, <laughs> and now that I think about it, her last name on there is not, um, it's not the married last and I know the it's not name. either. Um, what the hell did she change her name last thing to? I don't want to say it because I don't want to like it. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> People are, are piecing together what I'm trying to say or whatever. And I don't want somebody to be like, is she talking about? And then when I say the last name that she has on her day, be like, oh, I knew that's who she was talking about. If you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, and also people in your inbox like. Right, if you know, you know, and as always, ain't nobody gonna whip my ass. So, like, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be messy. Is what I'm, is what I'll say. I'm not trying to be messy. I'm just saying that the name change definitely makes that difference. Because I think when I saw the name, when that's what made me kind of like actually notice was like, what, like, who the hell is this? What, like that? I'm that's showing up on my timeline. If you do a name change on my on my feed, you will. It's such a strong chance that you will get fucking deleted. Because I'd be like, who the hell is this? And why, are, why am I friends with them? And why am I friends with you? Who the hell is this? Oh, no. Nah, I, I, I done added somebody and I don't even know who the hell it is. And <laughs> All right. Scott, where can people hit you up at, man? Hit me up everywhere at Kool Aid Scott. <clears throat> All right. Stacy, where can they hit you up at? It, it's in your bio there, but if they can. It's in the bio. It's so everywhere. At Stacy Adams, E um, I'm on every social media platform that is available. <laughs> she everywhere. I'm everywhere you want to be. You and some places you don't want to be. 
I mean, that's your job is social media marketing. So that's bruh. Like, yeah, it is. It's a shit show. You gotta be everywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all for listening as always. We'll see y'all soon. Peace. All right. <laughs>